Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. All right, so welcome to the Shark Effect once again. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I got one of my good buddies. This is his third time, I think, on the Shark Effect. Um, he's my good friend, uh, Lewis Taylor. And so what we wanted to talk to today is something that I'm very, um, it's one of the best parts of our year. And I think I'm, I'm very thankful for Lewis inviting me and my, my kids on our father-daughter camping trip. And we've been doing this, I know I've been involved for, I think this is my 10th year. Yeah. And, but you've been doing it for more than 10 years. And I'm just really excited. And we have different adventures on these different, you know, father-daughter camping trips. There's a lot of highs. Let me tell you, we, we've done some amazing things. We've, we've fished, we've saw, we've seen bald eagles come and reach and snatch damn uh, fish out the water. Like we've seen a lot of things over the years. We've also had some some obstacles. Is that a good, is that a good phrase? <laughs> we, we've had some obstacles. That's a great way of putting way. it. That's a great and, way of And I've learned a lot um, about myself, about my kids, um, but then also about my good friends like, like you. So yeah. man, thank you for once again being a guest on The Shark Effect. And thank you for having me on again. And I don't think you could have said it any better uh, when you said highs and lows. And uh, we've been fortunate that we've had many more highs than lows. Yes. But I will tell you this: the lows can be low, and so and they're very, <laughs> and they're very memorable. They're they're very memorable. But the thing is, though, I think a lot of people, you know, whether you're athletes, whether you're a former athlete. You are a parent. You're. You're. It, it doesn't matter. I mm-hmm. think, but the but the principles stay the same, and the principles that that I've always come away with this is like, man, how do I stay neutral? Mm-hmm. And it was. I, I guess it's kind of like the same thing that I I used to come into. You know, a game. Right. Early on in my career, and, and you know, so you play ball too. Yeah. Play football. Play outside linebacker for Western Oregon's All American. And I'm interested to hear, like, you know, because I want to take those principles and I want to apply it to what we really, you know, the topic of the day. But uh-huh. early on in my career, when I was in University of Oregon, and then um, early on in my career in the NFL, like, I would start, like, at an emotional high. Like, I was, mm-hmm. I was listening to, damn, I was listening to, uh, what did I listen to? Damn, it's so long ago. It was some thugged out. It was some thugged out. I was always, always had little John going to mind. Little, little John, little John wasn't even around when I was wondering what the hell you talking about. <laughs> I had some thugged out, uh, some music to get me ready and, mm-hmm. and going. But then later on, you know, in my career, I started to to figure out like, man, that's temporary. 
-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, yeah, that emotion you try to get from any source right. is temporary. Because once the lights come on and you're on stage, you're on the field, now you got to be neutral mm -hmm. for the most part. Because if you just survive off of emotions alone, you can do things that can, that can hurt your team. It can mm -hmm. also help it. But you can, hurt, you can hurt yourself and the team because Correct. you're just surviving off of emotions. Right. What are your thoughts on that? I, I completely agree. And I think that uh, I remember coming out onto the field, uh, coming off of a, a Lil John song, maybe it was Throw Your Hood Up or something like that, that would just kind of get you bouncing. Yeah, okay. just that. Yes, sir. And so, and, you know, and it, you know, when I first began my career, you, you know, I was starting on special teams. And, um, and so, you know, we would, I'm coming off of that music going on kickoff. Yeah. Coming down, busting wedges. And so the wedge buster, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. And so, you know, you come off of that, you forget, I'm still responsible for a lane and a gap yep. on kickoff. But all that goes out the door, if you're so amped up, you, you forget what your responsibilities are. You forget all of the, the dependence on your role in those 10 guys that are lined up across the field trying to contain this one person from breaking out of jail, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I wouldn't get that adrenaline out coming off of that kind of music for at least a few plays in the game. Because then after I bust a wedge, I gotta go right on defense. Yeah. And then it's the over pursuit, you know, when you're trying to make a tackle and you wanna take somebody's head off and you're like, oh, you know what? I gotta break down. I gotta break down first. Still I gotta, gotta think. Still gotta think. And a lot of times that music takes you out of your thinking mode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I, I, I noticed that when you when you bring it up then, I didn't know that then. Yeah. You know, because I'm young and you know, you know, I got full of testosterone. Yeah. You know, yeah. now I got more estrogen than testosterone in my body, so I'm getting old. So okay, so like after my first couple of years, I was like, okay. I started to notice like, man, I, I don't really need this music. I, yeah. I, I'm on this island. I'm on, I'm out on the edge. I gotta be able to think. <laughs> so I stopped listening to music. I was listening to music, of course, when I worked out and whatnot. But like when the game time came, man, I was in my, I was in my notes in my, in my, you know, my book, looking at the different formations, just yeah. reminding. And then once we get on the field, man, now, now, now we playing ball. Ain't no music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, it just, I, I started to, you know, process that. And like, man, the more I can be even keeled and I can be able to think, um, it helps me out whether on the football field, whether we're, we're, we're camping yeah. or we're playing dominoes. It, it's true. Yeah. And I was, so, and, and, and you have to get to a quiet space in your head. And I think that a lot of people, if they've never played a football game, um, for those of you know, for those people who've been just mainly fans and yep. not players, when you step onto the field and, and and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, you can hear a pin drop. You could have fifty thousand people cheering for you, ninety thousand, or or five thousand, and it, it, on the field it feels like you can hear a pin drop. You're so locked in, you can hear what your what your teammate is trying to say to you. You can see, and if you have not gotten to a place in your mind where your senses have now come down to the ground level. Yeah. You gotta make mistakes. 
Uh, it's going to be chaos. You're going to be yelled at when you get to the sideline. The team is going to be looking at you like you didn't prepare. And so, you know, I think that you have something going there with what you choose to listen to prior. Now, if you're someone who can do that and settle your mind, keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. But if you're someone who can't do that, you know, you might try jazz. You might try blues. You might try something that calms you. Yeah. And then you go on the field in a, in a different type I of mindset. That. That's good. Right. That's good stuff. So uh, going back to what you said about uh, our father-daughter uh, camping trip, and now it's father-kids, but yeah. just for the record. Yep. But the trip started uh, 14 years ago. So we've got 14 complete years, and next year will be our 15th year. And it just started with me and a, uh, a childhood friend, uh, and we went to high school together. Um, and post-college, we've always been connected. And we just said, hey, you know, we were outdoors people. Uh, he and I had fished all through high school and had all and camped all through high school together. So we had all these funny moments just growing up as kids. And we said we wanted to take that same, you know, energy and experience and let our kids, you know, uh, experience that. Well, his daughter was a year older than mine and uh, like a year and a half. And so we started when my daughter was three years old. Three years old. And and we, we called it the father-daughter camping trip. So the first three years of our trip, uh, or excuse me, the first two years of our trip, it was just fathers and daughters. Mm-hmm. And he had a little girl and I had two little girls. Yeah. And, uh, but my youngest was, you know, just a baby, you know, so she couldn't, she wasn't allowed to go on the trip yet until okay. she was three. So three was when you got that christened. Was that, that, was, that was three years okay. old when you could start camping. And Ooh, that's, uh, that's young. it is young, right? <laughs> It is young, and we indoctrined them into getting used to the outdoors, sleeping on the ground, fishing, handling fish, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And, you know, at, at, when they're three and four and a half, the only thing they want to do is touch the eyeballs, right? I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> when you catch a fish, they don't care about the fish. They just want to touch the fish's touch eyeball. The, touch the eyeball. Just this the eyeball. <laughs> not the scales, not the skin. None of that. Fin, the eyeball. And, and, eyeball. and so I had to teach them that, hey, you know, sweetie, the fish don't like you poking them in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> you just, okay. if you want to touch it, whatever. So, yeah. um, and the first year we went, we went for one night. Okay. The next year we went, we went for two nights. And on the third year is where we introduced boys to the trip because my buddy's son was feeling some type of way. Okay. Why does uh, L get to go and, um, and, you know, and I don't get to go. And so he was struggling with the explanation of that. Me, I didn't have to worry about it because I had two little girls. So, yeah. you know, I was like, you know, that's on you. You got to figure out what you're going to tell your, your, your children. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, third year, we invited boys. And since uh, Lucas was his name, and since he was going to be the only boy, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to call another buddy of mine and have him bring his son. So I won't say the name, but he brought his son and... You know, a lot of this, and you can, you can, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is about the connection of men. Uh, we have a lot of subsurface conversations in the evening once the kids have gone down. It's about connecting with our children. This is a father and kid only trip. Yes. It is not a father, kids, and friends. It is yes. about dads connecting with their children. And no mama. No mamas. This is 100%. I'm waiting on you. I'm your short order cook. I'm clean, getting you clean, dressing. I'm, I'm in charge of all the activities, transportation, Security. snacks, 
All of it, yeah. right? Yeah. I got to patch you up when you fall and skin your knee up on the rocks. You know, it's all of those things. So you are the caretaker, not, you know, you're not in provider mode anymore. And as men, our first responsibility is to be a caretaker. Yeah. You know, not a provider. So we go into caretaking mode for X number of days. Well, the first year we invited boys, um, you know, that was a different dynamic because normally it was calm. You know, the girls would color, they would oh. play. You know, it, it was easy. Yeah. So we invite Lucas and, you know, another gentleman and his son. And this little boy was that we invited was just unruly. And so, you know this, we have a an understanding that now that it's more dads, right? We have an understanding that you can correct our kids. You can be like, hey, sit your tail down. Yeah. I know I, I, you know, it ain't going to be you ain't my daddy. No, yeah. yeah. In this moment, I'm I'm, I'm serving in that capacity to yeah. sit your tail down. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. So we allow one another to correct our children, but we know that you're going to do it in a nurturing way, which is why you're on the trip. Yeah. So this yeah. there's a screening process. Yeah, kind of. There really okay. is. Yeah. Right. You know, it's important the way that you interact with children because you don't know what words you're going to use or what experience is going to leave a lifelong impact on them. Yeah. And what they're going to take away from it. And so my kids still talk about conversations, things that happened on the trip, good or bad, mm -hmm. like years later. And, and then we document it. You know, we, we take lots of pictures and whatnot. And so it kind of shows up on the timeline on your phone. Like, oh, man, I remember this like nine years ago. Oh, I remember. Oh, that's the trip where we where we ran out of milk or, or, or we had spiders all over the place. Or that. Yeah, I remember that trip. Yeah. And so. Uh, you know, so I had to, like, get after his son a little bit. Okay. I'm like, hey, look, dude, you know, you can't be doing this, this, and this. Then Mark had to get after his son a little bit. Boom, boom, boom. And his son just kept going and kept going and kept going. And so, and now I'm looking at the dad like, you ain't going to say nothing to this little dude? Yeah. And so with this dad's uh, conflict resolution, you know, process was, was he would let his son do so many things wrong. And then he would explode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Milk. This dude explodes on his son in front of our two girls and Lucas and just goes on a rant of cuss words and snatching him up. And he, I mean, he had finally cracked. And when he cracked, he just, he came unglued. And so our kids and myself and Mark, we're sitting there with our our whole jaw just open like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I have, this is what you're doing? This is how you figure things out? And so, you know, at that point, he was never invited back. Okay. He was never invited back. And it was one of those things where the language, yeah. um, the the reaction, and the the impact that he left on our children, they still remember that to this oh, day. Wow. It has never left their, their mm. memory. Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. 
With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. And then yep. you and then you can make the decision accordingly. Like, I don't like this cat in this environment. So yep. I'm not gonna invite him in this environment. It might be cool somewhere else, but exactly. here and they ain't gonna cut. No. They ain't gonna cut. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't cut for that environment. So on your your four, that's when you we had Scipio, uh we had uh Churchill, and then we uh we had um Kenny. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh well Churchill wasn't on that one. Churchill came the year after. Okay. But um, so we ended up going from uh, two dads to six dads overnight. Oh, wow. And, and then. So how was that to you and Mark? And Dre. And you know what? For us, it was fantastic because now we had the introduction of spades. That's right. Right? Yeah, spades, right. poker, um, all the other things that, you know, for, it was just, you know, the first few years, I mean, it was just him and I. One on one, and that was great, you know, because we got to catch up on how our wives were doing, how life was doing. And most of these talks are after the kids go down. Correct. After the kids go down, that's when we'll, you know, get a little two fingers of something nice. Yeah. And and then we will just relax and sit by the fire. And that was really nice. And then when we opened it up, it actually was was really nice for, for us because. You would think that, well, I don't know how the dynamics of adding other people in yeah. are, are going to be. And it actually ended up being that we got to learn more and we got to see that other men were experiencing the same things that we were experiencing in our careers, in our marriages, with our children. Yeah. Um, and so there were so many other things that were we were able to talk about. And the thing that I appreciated about it most in adding those in different individuals is you got to get different perspectives. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're only thinking about it through your lane, sometimes we get tunnel vision and we have blind spots. And so, and then hearing how you handle situations. And I think that you're one of the most, and I've told you this before, you're probably the most patient man that I have in my inner circle. In fact, I know that. And it's by a long shot. And so, um, you know, every year I pray for patience. Yeah. You know, and it's one thing that I want to be known for is patience, mm-hmm. but it's been a lot of practice for me to get there. And so seeing me you, too, I, I, seeing you in action and I've been around you in a lot of private, intimate spaces. And man, I tell you what, you're the most consistently patient man that I know. So that my hat goes off to you because I, 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 I envy you for that. 
and you're a role model for me in that way. So you should know that. Well, thank you very much, man. That means a lot. So these these camping trips are so cool. Now I'm going to talk about like this because we can talk about all of them, but we don't have time. I want to talk about this this last one. So I'm just going to I'm going to explain through it, and maybe you can clean up where I'm missing. Yep. So we so we we head down to um, Central Oregon. Mm-hmm. We're going to Sun River, mm-hmm. and we um, and we leave at a decent time. Now now there's other times where we we've, we've left, and we talk about lows. Last year, we went, they went, you know, we make a Costco run and then, and then we head out to whatever campsite. Mm-hmm. Well, on this one, Costco run, we come back, damn car got broken into. Hold on, hold on. Even before then, yeah. tire, tire blown. Yeah, all the tires blew. Um, had to go to Schwab, get four new tires on the trailer. And that was a year that we actually left on time. But it took us, uh, we left at 10 a.m. And we were just going to Southern Oregon to the Rogue River to raft this year. Yeah. And we didn't get into camp till just after 8 p.m. 8, 8 p.m. Because uh, tires. Tires. Car got broken car broke, into. Whole dash ripped out. That whole dash got ripped out. About $6,000 in belongings stolen. Yep. Uh, your boy. I go to the damn wrong campsite because, you know, when you communicate and whatnot, sometimes it's email, sometimes it's text. So being aligned on the right form of communication where it changed and I had forgotten. So it's on me. I'm going to put it on me. I forgot. And I was in this one campsite. So we pull up on time. I'm like, man, this don't look like what we normally, you know, the type of, a, a place that we normally, you know, kick it out for the father-daughter camping trip. I said, well, let me just roll around a little bit. And I looked, I was like, this ain't it. <laughs> and, then, and then you guys are out of service. Yeah, so I had, no call, service. I had to call the wives and say, hey, uh, where, where's everybody at? And then I finally got that. It's a long story short. We had, you know, we had to travel another, like, I don't know, 45 minutes. Right. Yeah, 45 yeah. minutes to get to, to the spot. So that was last year. This year, you know, we're, we're doing great. We get to a spot. This year, we um, we decided to get into a, a cabin because you got to hook up. You always yeah. got to have somebody to get to hook up. That's the truth. And we, so we're in a cabin, and we say, hey, you know what? It's a beautiful day. Let's go. Um, let's get our, uh, not floating, but. Yeah, uh, paddle boards. Paddle, yeah, paddle boards. Um, then we had inner tubes, tubes. Yeah, tubes and paddle boards. Yeah, yeah, tubes and paddle boards. Just go down the river. The Deschutes. The Deschutes. It's like, yeah, okay, it's like six o'clock. Man, the sun is out. Man, you know what? It's dope. Every, you know, we have fun at the, we all moved in at the at the cabin. Let's do it. So we get in there and we're going. And then uh, it starts to, it starts to get cold. It did, because we've been on the, the river for about, <laughs> Two hours, and mind you, these inner tubes don't have a bottom in them. So, you know, those who are in tubes, you know, you're kind of dragging through the cold water. It's to shoot, so it's not warm. Uh, and then those of us who were on paddle boards, you know, we're sitting up and we can dip our feet. and We're just paddling, but we're dry. And yeah. so uh, you were wet, and all of the kids were wet, and it was only me and Dre on the paddle boards. Yeah. And Dre was, you know, coming off a knee replacement, sitting on a bucket. Yeah. So... 
So on the paddleboard. On the paddleboard, sitting yeah. on a bucket for a chair. <laughs> so, so you know, mind you, we started at six. All right, he just said we was on there for two hours. It started getting a little bit dark, and one of uh, one of the inner tubes deflated. Yes, and so um, they had to jump on to another um, one of the kids' inner tubes, mm-hmm. and it's getting darker and it's getting colder. And we're about on hour three at this point. Yes. And we're trying to figure out like where where do we get off at? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go down to the main uh, parking area for the owners, and we're gonna just get out and and sure that we were, you know, we're like, well, it's got to be coming up. This is yeah. only supposed to be a two hour float. Yeah. Not no, noticing that we're in hour three. Yeah. So we have not only overshot oh, yeah. the exit point, we are way down the river yes at this point yes and you know if, if and you can you can correct me if i'm wrong now the kids are like well dad um i'm cold yeah and you, you know or you see goosebumps everywhere and you're like you know what i'm cold i'm shivering my ass i was i was getting cold just because of the wind at this point but i wasn't uh but i wasn't cold like you because i wasn't wet yeah yeah you know and in the cold water yes so keep going okay so so we're in the water it's, it's starting to get cold and then the girls are saying hey it's cold that's uh, yeah we we know this we, you ain't got to say it you, you got listen it's freezing yes you don't have to say it it's <laughs> it's, it's cold we're going to get up out of here just you know Hey, we know it's cold. So, and I was like, you know, thinking about staying neutral. Right. And it was starting to get kind of hard. Because I, I I, also kind of started wanting to throw my own pity party. Yeah. And I was like, man, damn. Well, when is this coming around? It's supposed to be this left, this left. And then you called. Well, no, well, Dre so, ended up calling us. Okay, saying, yeah, yeah. hey, you guys, we missed the exit. And, um. We're gonna we're gonna get out at this point. When you guys get to the car, can you come pick up me and Brielle? He was with his youngest daughter. He only had one kid that came this year, and we said, "Yeah, we'll we'll come get you. We're we're almost there. We're gonna pop out. We'll come drive around. And we'll pick you guys up." Well, it goes on for so long, and we're like, "Well, it, you know." Savannah finally said, "Dad, I, I think we missed it." I said, "No, we can't miss. We didn't miss it. I, I, we're, it should be right up here on the right." Yeah. Well, before we know it. It's approaching hour four, and we catch up with Dre and Brielle. We see them getting out of the water, and yes. I'll let you take it from there. Getting out of the water, uh, we like, because we was just laughing at them. We said, man, this fool, how, how do you miss the turnoff? <laughs> who does that? Who missed the turnoff? <laughs> sure enough, our, our asses, we missed the turnoff too. But we're so, I'm so thankful because, okay, bam. Uh, he, you know, we found Dre. Somehow, some way, he has some friends, or he met some somebody that has a boat and has a car. Some strangers, can, some strangers that can take us back to our car. And I was just so, I was, I was so. You, you, you probably don't know how thankful I was. I was freezing. Yes. I was like, man, I can't talk. I don't want to get let me just get in, get out of this water, and get up in this this stranger's car. <laughs> and, 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 and this is where it, it got scary for the kids. Well, what we didn't know is Dre had fell, fallen off of the bucket. Remember? Yeah. And 
he fell off the bucket and he had a knee replacement and he was hanging on to the side of a tree and his daughter was tethered in her inner tube in her floaty, you know, so she's hanging on to the paddleboard tether and she's floating, you know, 10, 12 feet away. And so she sees him hanging on to the tree for dear life. Yeah. And, and, you know, Dre's scary anyway. He is. He's scary. So he's, he's thinking he's going to drown. Uh-huh. And I told him, I said, well, it's only seven feet of water. Just stand up. You know, you stand up. Because <laughs> you know? we won't right. be the edge. Right. <laughs> but he's not hanging. a damn drop off. <laughs> <laughs> so he's hanging on. Brielle thinks she's going to jump out of her tube and come and save her dad. So he said, no, stay in your tube. Yeah. Stay in your tube. So the way that they found and met these people, was these people helped him basically get off that tree and get back on his board and over and they offered him a ride well they were canoeing so they had a big trailer for their canoe which allowed us to put all of our stuff back in the trailer yeah and then they had a camper on the back well now these are perfectly strange people who have this camper and we're like uh we got the babies i don't know if we just get in the car with folks you know in the middle of the woods yeah and we made a conscious decision that okay you guys get in the back i'm gonna ride up front yeah and and they ended up being some of the sweetest that people in the world. Super, super sweet. Super right. sweet. I forgot her name. I her name was. It was a funny nickname. It was something. It was like Boo Boo or. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he had a, a pet name for her that I was like, oh. Okay. We, That's different. Yeah. We doing pet names <laughs> from the strangers. Right? But, but anyway, that was like the first like, you know. Day. The first day. And, you know, I'm trying to stay neutral. Mm-hmm. Not getting too high, not getting too low. Yeah. And you can see like the other, you know, the younger kids, they was getting low. Yeah. So anyway, that was day one. And, you know, we had a magnificent time. And like I said, like when the kids go down, we typically play cards or play dominoes. Yes. And, yes, we um, do. and that's when the shenanigans started. That's when the shenanigans started. And <laughs> one shenanigan is, like I said, staying, when you stay neutral, you can do some amazing things. I stay neutral against you, Joe. Oh, we boy. Play Here we go. And we go to 300, right? <laughs> when we play, we go to 300. And, you know, Chopper, he's, he's really good. He's really good. And he starts off, like, on fire. Like, no joke. Next thing you know, it was, I, I think I had 15 points. And we don't play, we play big boy rules. Meaning, you know, you got to 10, 10 to get on the board. So we score in tens, not fives, if you know anything about dominoes. But next, you know, it's 150 to like 15 or 20. Like I'm getting destroyed. Yes. I'm getting destroyed. But I stayed calm. I stayed, you know, with the game plan. And he ends up making a mistake. And I called the mistake yes. prior to making it. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this domino. And I'm going to take a chance. And I said, if it doesn't work out, it will be disastrous. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I said it before yeah. I played the domino. And the cockiness in me, in the moment, like internally. You, I, mean, you up. You I was up way up and I was like, you I can take like two plus houses. Right. So I was like, you know, I, I have such a big lead. Even if this doesn't work out, why surely I'm going to be just fine. Yeah. I'm going to let you take it from there. Okay. Well, momentum. Because I've been, yeah, you've been in games, I know I've been in games where 
man, something happens and the momentum shifts and you can kind of feel it shifting. Well, you know, he played it and I end up finally getting domino. And so I get some extra points. And then from there, it just like, I started to kind of get into my rhythm and he left some doors, some more doors open and I ended up coming back and beating him like 300 to 295. Yes, you you took me he to was the woodshed. I was, he was sick. I couldn't, I tried everything, <laughs> everything to avoid this disaster. And it was, and, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And it was every domino I played. You had, yes. you had, I had the answer. You did. You had the answer. And I, and I was like, man, every time I've taken a risk, I've gotten burned. I was like, and we've got a boneyard. So yeah. there's other dominoes out there that just could be in the boneyard. Yeah. Cause we just had that. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, okay, well, he, he not going to have every damn domino to match up to these. And you did. It was like the perfect storm. Yeah. And, and uh, even when you locked the game up, you got a whole bunch of points. And before I knew it, the game was tied. And then I was behind. And I was fighting to come back. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Momentum, I tell you what. It was. Um, and then, okay, so here's, the, so here's the, the last part of this campaign I'm going to talk about. is um, our trip to Crater Lake. Yes. Oh. So Crater Lake, um, if you haven't been and if you're, you're in Oregon, you should go. Even if you're not in Oregon or from Oregon, you need to make a trip to um, to this place. It's, it's like the seventh wonder of the world, or it's a wonder of the world, I think eighth. It's something. Well, it's, it, something it's up there, but it's it's it's, it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. And so where we are, we're about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. hour and a half away. And so this is like the day before we leave. And so this is our big, our big trip. And so we go down and once we get there, you know, we're thinking we're, we're cool. It's Saturday, Saturday, mm-hmm. it's Saturday. Yeah, I think we'll be cool. And we get there, there's no traffic. And all of a sudden, man, we get to like where we can see the entrance and it's like bumper to bumper. Yeah. Like it was, I was like, man, I even thought about, man, we need to turn around and go back because it was moving so slow. Mm-hmm. And we actually, we waited for like an hour. Mm-hmm. We waited for like an hour. We finally get up there. And before we got up there, the people in front of us, they actually paid for our um, paid for our car. Yeah. They and I don't even know how much it, it cost. Yeah, it was it, it was like, you know, thirty dollars or something like that to, to for your yeah. parking permit. But yeah, we get up to the to the pay window and I, I go to hand, you know, the credit card to the lady and she says, The car in front of you paid for your car. I mean, come on. We hadn't met these people. We hadn't talked to anybody. We just were patient and stayed behind them. And they were kind enough to just pay our way through as just a random act of kindness. I love that. It was. And what what I wish I could find those people because what they don't know is the feeling that it created and the energy that it shifted for us in our car to be able to say, man, ain't that something? We just sat here and waited a whole hour. Just like them. Just like them. And they paid for us to get in, and and we honked and waved and tried to get their attention. Yeah. We were like, oh, thank you, thank you, we just say hey, yeah. you know, we love you, please, please. And yeah. so, that, I mean, and that just shifted the whole mindset for the entrance. Yeah, because a lot of them they was like, especially you know the kids and even us adults, we were like, man, dang, 
Yeah. Then we go an hour, an hour and a half to get here, and then we wait an hour. And then at the door. Go, at just the door. At the door. Wait an hour. But then we get in there, oh, and man. it's just amazing. Like, it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's something I've never... I mean, I, last time I went was, um, shoot, was like in 93, mm -hmm. when I was at University of Oregon. It was a summer class or something. We went down there. But, man, it was so amazing. And... You know, I'm so glad that my kids, you know, got a chance to see the beauty of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just that nature. And it was, it was amazing. And what I'll say is that, like, for me, I'd only had been there once in my life before, too. And our kids had gone. And, you know, when you take a trip like that, and you're just kind of walking around, taking in the, the ambiance of this amazing, you know, piece of nature. Yeah. And we've done a lot of things, yeah. right? We've done a lot of things, and most of the things that we do, whether it be from our boat uh, boat rides and you know slides and all of that in, on Billy Schnook, or yeah. whether it be rafting, you know, it's 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 fun field and it's action packed. Yeah. This was more of a calming walk around appreciation right. type of event, and I didn't know if it would have the same impact as the fun stuff that we do because we do so many fun things yeah. that you know it's hard to top. Yeah. The things that we've done for sure, and um, and when we got back, uh, it was your daughter, Sayla. When we were driving back, she's way in the back, and she says something to the tune of, "She goes, you know what? That was a lot of fun, and that was amazing, and and thank you guys so much for doing this. Mm. I'm so glad that we that we did this." And then all the other kids echoed, yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, man, that was." That was special. That was this. That was one of the best things we've ever done. And me, I'm like, really? Yeah. And that goes back to what, what I was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. You don't know which moment is going to have the biggest impact yeah. on what we say, what we do, how we open up doors for them to experience new things. Because I would have never put that, even as, as beautiful as it is, yeah. I would not have put that ahead of rafting last year floating down yeah. the Rogue River, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. It's just, man, having different, like, like you said, like different perspectives. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe at that moment, um, or maybe if that was different, like two months from now, right? Maybe it wouldn't have the same effect. But during that time, it was like, it, it hit different. And it was like, man, it was such a, um, like a calming, peaceful, like all that type of stuff, but it didn't start off like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that that day did not start off like that. So well cool, man. Well, hey, um, man, thank thanks again, man. We, For sure. We gotta make sure we do this. Like we wanna try to get this, you know, I wanna have you on like at least once a month, man. Yeah. We, we gotta figure out I know your schedule is busy, my my schedule tends to get busy, but um, I love having these these kind of open conversations on different things that that we've been through, and you know I've been thinking about this for a while. I was like, man, more people needs to need to hear this. Yeah. And you know I'm so thankful that you invited me ten years ago to to be involved with it. And you know everybody is capable of, of doing something like this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and they are. And I would challenge people to, if you want to find a way to connect with your kids. You know, and, um, you know, build a different level of trust within them. I mean, you know, going to the outdoors and and solely focusing all of your attention on just them yeah. 
it, it is impactful. And in fact, we've now taken kids from three, now they're in college. I mean, yeah. Alana's in college, Elizabeth is in college, and they're both on full rides, you know, doing their thing. I mean, and now we're going to have our second wave of girls going to college. This will be their, you know, I don't know that it'll be their last year, but next year it'll be 15 years, and then we'll send two more girls off to college. Yeah. And we've been losing kids, you know, due to aging out. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've still got a, a handful of, you know, kids left that we got to get through the system. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I will tell you, though, it is something that they look forward to. It is the highlight. We've had kids want to pass up trips to go to Spain. Oh, yeah. yeah. August was like, I don't want to go to Spain. Yeah. I want to go camping. And the meals that we eat are yes. phenomenal. The, the beverages that we drink are phenomenal. Yeah. The experiences are phenomenal. The, the conversations. The conversations are both phenomenal. Both for the, for the adults and the kids. Yeah, and even the trials are phenomenal because we get to see how we rebound in these moments of, of chaos. Yeah. You know, and as dads, you know, our kids are going to follow whatever energy that we put out. Exactly. And, and so, um, you know, keep it positive. Um, don't let the, you know, the cheers go to your head, right? And the booze go to your heart That's because right. it's going to be cheers and booze coming out of all the camps. So, <laughs> man, thank it. you for having me on. And, and I'd say thank you for trusting in me to uh, take a chance on the trip 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, you have to take a, I don't know where we're going, but, you know, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, and literally, ten, here you are 10 years later, and we're going on year 15 collectively. And, uh. I'm just as excited for year 15 as I was for year one. Yeah. So, I, you know, I guess, you know, one day it's just going to be dads. I know. And then that is going to be interesting to see what that looks like. That's another dynamic. And I look forward to being on your podcast when we talk about it. <laughs> My brother. My man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening.